The Void on this podcast, otherwise known as Rachel's Storytime, will be provided by I, Alan Jones, AO Esquire, life member of the Mossman Bridge Club. Because you want to live in the forefront of your times, in ideals and in sacrifice, you have elected this. Live from Mad Rivers Boulevard, it's Paul and Rach. Hi, Z. Hi, Z. Hello, beautiful. Look Hello. at you. What am I looking like? Well, to explain to the dear podcaster... <laughs> Rachel has a little alabaster skin thing happening. I do. I went for a walk at the National Pass in the Blue Mountains today. Oh. Did a bit of bushwalking. Oh. You know how it goes. It's not Sunday. hiking. No, not hiking. Good. What's See, the difference? Well, hiking seems to be a bit of a thing like you pack a backpack and you go out, you have a walking stick thing, mm. you know, you have the proper shoes. I go out looking like I'm off to yoga class <laughs> with a bottle of green water and nothing else. What about those little sippy cup uh, backpacks people oh, have? Oh, the camel packs. They love those. No, no, I don't have one of them. That is your hikers attire but for me I just kind of go out there ill prepared and again perhaps it is just the shoe industry but I don't quite understand the difference between the hiking boot mm. and the classic shoe what's are they tougher there's a lot of attitude that comes your way when you do what I do on a hiking trail which is just wear your stock standard ASICs yeah you know I'm a running shoe for all occasions tell me time. about it I got a pa- I got a pair of the guy leech trainers that I got from oh. from BW yeah whenever I go see the personal trainer still with those mate <laughs> Yes. Like, I don't understand how that's going to improve my performance of being able to do a burpee. At least you're not doing what some people do. Have you ever seen hipsters in the gym wearing Dunlop volleys oh, or Converse? Yeah, come I've on. seen Converse at the gym. You cannot go onto a treadmill. Like, I appreciate your commitment to fashion, yeah. but there's no arch support. See, I'm learning this after, you know, a decade of vans. Mm. I don't know what's going on, mm. but what used to be a day's worth of comfort is now about an hour in, and I'm like, oh, this, oh I've, yeah. just, I've got to sit down, love. Like, yeah. you know, I was at Birkenhead Point the other day with Shani. I said, no, 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 doll, I no, my feet are killing me. My feet are killing me. <laughs> just just you go ahead and I'll catch up. It, we're sort of, we, we were at that stage. Oh, yeah. I'm into the business of buying those Dr. Scholl's inserts <laughs> yes! now. I buy them because I get terrible pain in my heels. Well, I tell you what's happening for me too, and if mm. we've still got any listeners in this episode, I'll be, I'll be happy <laughs> It'll get better, I promise. But uh, stinky feet for me. One of the many reasons why I'd never get a pedi, even though I have shocking heels. Yeah, you see, you really should go and get those taken care of. But there is still a bit of a stigma, I find, with the bloke in the mani-pedi joint. You can see they're a bit sheepish. They look like someone that's just come out of a Club X, you know? They look like they're doing something a bit naughty. But also, I'm not going to do the contortions that are required for the pummel stone at home. You know, one foot up on the bath, one leg sort of around, rub, 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 and see dust going everywhere. I may have done that in my youth trying to deal with the thatches of hair (laughs) in places that are not easy to get. Do you remember a thing in the 1980s that was used for hair removal? It was a mitt. The mitt. And you literally sanded off your pubes. Your your hair. It was like this really coarse mitt and you rubbed it over your legs and armpits and stuff and it literally sanded off your hair. See, I'd get confused because the only thing I cared about in the 80s was the power glove for Nintendo. What was the power glove? Oh, well, you wouldn't have used it to get rid of your pubes. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. I love this stuff up from the States, though, mm. where... Um, <laughs> 
They've gone to do, and police, this is the worst thing about policing, I would imagine, is you've got to go and do what is called the death knock, where rat-a-tat-tat. Oh, that'd be awful. I'm so sorry, but your son has passed away. Mm-hmm. They've gone to the parents of one Rachel Corbett, knocked on the door and said, uh, look, I'm sorry, your daughter Rachel, no longer with us. That's the plan, right? Mm-hmm. Only problem is that they went to the wrong Corbett household. The person who answered the door, the Rachel Corbett. Imagine the police officer going, what? 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 Do I shoot at this ghost? (laughs) (laughs) Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. Can I ask whether collector's editions are really collector's editions anymore? Oh, please. Please, remember when the souvenir edition, the royal edition. Yeah. Yeah, all of that. I looked up in my cookbook shelf and one of my roommates has brought home a cookbook and it says, Cupcake Cookbooks collector's edition. Oh, hang on. And I'm like, this is... You can't just slap a collector's edition on anything. I'm sorry. Royal Wedding, winning the America's Cup. Yeah. Maybe Mm 9-11. Okay, big news stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But you can't just go whacking around the gold star on everything. But even then, I mean, who is keeping this stuff apart from my father? You know? like (laughs) What, in the vain hope that one day this is how his fortune comes back? You have (laughs) no idea what my father has. He gets... Because he's made real good... Good friends with the bloke at the paper shop. Oh, hang on. Him and the guy at the paper shop, really tight. Uh, Darla, do you want a uh, do you want an animals DVD from this the Sunday is Telegraph? Exactly. He what doesn't. I'm talking he about. Doesn't. He doesn't just get one. The guy at the paper shop gives him a bunch. Oh wow! So, so she's got David Attenborough and the Planets yeah. DVDs everywhere. Yes, and he's always trying to give them out to people as gifts and stuff. What, like like a tote bag, like a thank you bag <laughs> yeah. for coming around, like it's a kids' party. Yeah, because apparently he's got a bit of an in at the paper shop. Oof, what an oh. in! <laughs> so does he give these to you? And for how long have you been taking them but dropping them in the nearest bin? Years. Yeah. Years and like years. Today? And like today? No, like now no. he would do it? He, yeah, he'd do it now. And when you go into his bedroom, he's got piles of these. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, what a romantic. <laughs> Tell you about getting ladies in the mood. Would you like a whale poster? Hit <laughs> the guys up on the Paul and Rage Facebook page. Hey, can you explain to me what happened at Bathurst with corner number two? Oh, corner number two. Evil corner number two. Six million dollars was spent tarting up the track for this year's race. But because New South Wales can't fill a pothole, and God, they can't (laughs) fill a pothole, even for six million bucks, there was this one little area where a pothole started to create in a brand new surface. So the race was stopped third time ever for 20 minutes, almost half an hour. Who knows? I was in some sort of you know, Channel 7 ad days by this time. <laughs> yeah. God love Penrite Oil, but f- <laughs> me. And it was because they literally had to put grout in and wait for it to dry. Am I silly to think that by this stage, I mean, we've been having Bathurst for a while now. Things aren't down to a fine art. But here's the thing. Uh, Garth Tander, the, the Holden Racing Team bloke, he says that two weeks ago they noticed that this might be a problem. Have they got counsellors doing this work? This is it. This like... is the bizarre thing. See, the whole thing with Mount Panorama is weird because it's a council road. So I'm presuming it was council done. But the patch-up job, that is the way that we should do all patch-up jobs around Australia because it's no council. It's one bloke with a trowel 
and just let it finish. But did, I was seeing some of the photos that people were tweeting around and there was still some bloke standing there leaning on a shovel doing nothing. Oh, correct. Well, you've got to have your occupational health and safety <laughs> rage. You've got to have the guy there doing the OH&S. It is impossible to do any kind of road work without at least one or two blokes just standing around. Well, and the 15 people who were doing stop-go and then there's the stop-go <laughs> person's assistant and yeah. all of this. There's this world I'm not aware mm, of. Mm. But it's like most breakfast radio shows. Do they really need that many people? <laughs> Do they really need that many people? Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. Rach, breaking news. Breaking news. An unnecessary lawsuit from the United States. Oh, what a surprise. We read from sbs.com.au here that a person has almost successfully sued Red Bull. Oh, how? They They claim... They didn't get wings? Yes. No! (laughs) They actually tried to go to Red Bull and say, oh, I I don't believe your claim. $13 million was the price tag, undisclosed amount how much they've paid to make it go away. They've settled the case. What kind of trauma or psychological problem or impact on their life has not getting wings had? Like, has this guy sat in court and said, I genuinely built up the belief that my life would be, you know, I would have wings and I'd be able to fly places and now I'm dead. Please tell me this isn't what was in the court transcript. All right, the bloke called Benjamin. He'd been drinking Red Bull since 2002. He brought the class action against the the, uh, the company in 2013, claiming that the tagline Red Bull gives you wings was quote unquote misleading. And by the way, I misread the article. They actually settled for $13 million. No. They settled for $13 million. Red Bull might not give you wings, but it gives you a big bank account. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. I am not a great fan of elevator conversation. I Why don't... would you say, come on, that's where everyone falls in love, right? I find it so uncomfortable being in an elevator with somebody. But Try I think... standing at a urinal. Oh, yeah, I can only imagine. The chit-chat people want to get away with in the toot. Yeah. That's... I just like, come on, it's a non-talking environment. Look, if, if there's a peak, then people will or won't, whatever. But you just don't chat. It's a silent thing. Even if you are out to dinner with those people... See, this is the thing about the urinal that for a woman is very difficult to understand. The concept on paper is ludicrous. We get our willies out together amongst strangers or perhaps if you've been at dinner all of a sudden you both go to the loo at the same time and then I mean no wonder boys never go to the loo together yeah correct you know correct. because we're off to powder our noses <laughs> and feel slightly inadequate but if I had to sit like next to my friend and see her doing a wee I would never ask her to come to the bathroom with me that's just weird well there's even the weirder thing about the urinal that is the u- waterless urinal for some reason what used to be a flush to clean off yeah. the residue yeah. is now just some sort of absorbent thing that gets dropped in the in the middle it stinks oh. but apparently it cleans itself i am not interested in a self-cleaning toilet well nor, neither am i and people just self-cleaning elevators imagine just urinating <laughs> in the elevator with the self-cleaning elevator nice segue back what we do uh i so i was standing in an elevator the other day and two people got in And clearly they know each other, they're acquaintances at work, but they don't know each other terribly well. The girl was really trying to engage the bloke. The bloke was having none of it. Was there a frisson in the air? No frisson. He was was in a relationship with child, and so he gave it a bit of, oh, I just, you know, took the kids to the book. Whoa, 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 whoa. That doesn't mean... That doesn't mean there wasn't a frisson. Hey, 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 in an office, who knows what happens? The only frisson (laughs) that would have been there is if this bloke was doing that classic sort of preschool boys trick of, I will throw a rock at your head 
head if I like you, <laughs> you know? Because he ha- was having none of this woman. They weren't playing catch and kiss? No, there was absolutely... He, if he had a pair of scissors and she had pigtails, he would have snipped them off. Like, he was not interested in this woman. But she kept pushing it. And there's sort of mm. three or four of us in the mm. elevator as well, kind of privy to this awkward conversation. And so then they left and I thought, oh, God, you can just imagine... You know when you can sense in somebody that they're really just hanging on and they're watching that that elevator go up to... Yeah, that's it. And finally they get to their floor. And then next to me comes this bloke who is one of those overly present individuals. You know Mm. those people who everything is, oh, God, what a day. And you're like, do you want me to ask you about it? Yeah. That's that's like the person who sits there just on their computer and goes, oh, oh. (laughs) Yes, mate, what are you looking at? Or sort of tap, tap, tap. Oh, God, isn't that funny? Who are you talking to, mate? Do you want to have a conversation? If you want to have a conversation, turn to me and say, Rachel, I just heard something funny. Would you like to hear it? Correct. Don't give me all of this. Oh, it's like, all right, I can see you're there. But it's like the people who turn around and it's like, you know, they play a YouTube video and they say, hey, guys, come have a look at this. (laughs) Okay. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah, all the -the over-the-top laughing when you're just watching something by yourself. Especially when they're watching an ISIS beheading video. (laughs) Just inappropriate. Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. Hey, Melanie Griffiths had a pet lion. Ooh. Did you see these photos online today? No. She, uh, she's batshit I know. And she's all sort of droopy face weird. I know. Because I wonder why Antonio left. Life magazine went and took a whole bunch of photos of the family uh, hanging out with this lion that used to live with them. Here is <laughs> Melanie in bed with the lion. Oh, oh. Okay, um, they're looking at each other like they're partners. The lion's got a paw outstretched. I will pop these That's on our drugged. Facebook page. That's drugged. I reckon they've drugged that thing and tried to pose with it. Because there's no way you're going to sleep with a lion, let alone put your kid in there. With no. Them. Oh, there she is in the pool with the lion above her. <laughs> she's she's holding onto its mouth. Yeah, there he is playing. Ha <laughs> ha! Oh. You are seconds away from having your head bitten off. Oh, I've never wanted that lion to have intersected history more <laughs> and saved us from some shit movies. I tell you, you know those people that live with lions and like, oh, you just don't understand the connection that we have with them. You know, you just have to have the right. No, no, no. They will maul Correct. your face off. That's like, you remember, what was the doco? Wasn't there a thing about a wild bear man or something? Yeah. You said, oh, I can tame them. No. No. Exactly the same as if you get married, you're going to get divorced. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm just giving everyone the news that they need to know. I don't I don't expect it to happen to me anytime soon. Okay, right. But I think she's going to wake up to it soon enough. <laughs> Get the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. Breaking dirty news, Rach. Breaking dirty news. Paul Mountain is a bloke's name. Mm-hmm. He violated a toy what? when he was burglarising somebody's home and they found him by doing a DNA test on the teddy bear. Oh, yuck. Yep, a randy burglar was caught after he had sex with a teddy bear while raiding somebody's shed. The 38-year-old said he was coming down from amphetamines and felt, quote, an overwhelming need for sexual relief. And I have to read this directly. Okay. It is believed he cut a hole inside the defenceless bear... Before getting down 
to business. Oh, I don't know what I love more about this story. The grossness or the description of the bear as defenceless. <laughs> Hit the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. But Rach, we touched on it a little earlier. Mm. Uh, the awkwardness of the threesome. Oh, yeah. Now, neither of us have any experience in this no, area. No. Um, I mean, apart from your wild sort of, you know, acting days where, who mm. knew? Was mm. it Lisa or was it Luke? <laughs> who remembers? It was a wild and heady time. But again, it is that I want to confront this thing. Do you imagine it's awkward conversation? I've always been a little bit just weirded out by the whole concept of the threesome because there's always going to be somebody that's going to be getting a bit more attention than you at a certain point in Especially time. Especially if uh, Mish is your thing. If Mish is like your thing. Like if Mish is your oh. thing, that's just a person just, I don't know, I mean, lighting the candles. I'm fi- <laughs> They're just walking around going... <laughs> oh, my turn. Okay. <laughs> A friend of mine went to a swingers club once and you can go there sort of as a couple or you can go there as a single if you want to rock up unattached. And she ended up sort of getting into a bit of business with a couple there. They were in a spa, of course. course. Imagine the film on that spa. 10 a.m. the next day, you know, the cleaner walks in and goes, really? I went to school. (laughs) Like, why (laughs) am I doing this? What what is this? Is this creme brulee? (laughs) Is it just me? Am I the only person that doesn't find a spa sexy or enticing? No. I'm completely with you. I have no idea. Look, I was at a party the other night and people were like, how good it would it be if there was a spa here? And I was like, shit. <laughs> yeah, it'd be terrible. It'd be shit. Because, because here's the thing. You know, most spas, they say there's got room for four people. There's not enough feet room. Yeah. So it's just all sort of feet touching and then there's that awkwardness of sort of like when you're there with another couple going, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to touch you up. But I also feel like fun in the spa is one of those things that you used to think before you'd had a life. But correct. And then what's fun? The bubbles are cold because I'm with you. It it's just not exciting, you know. It's like when you were a teenager and you thought rocket fuel was fun because you'd never <laughs> drunk before, yes. you know. And then all of a sudden you have a cocktail and you're like, why was I drinking that shit that tasted like something that I had concocted in a bathtub? So, so if you're a passionate listener of the podcast and you'd like to turn Rach and I around on this, uh, <laughs> the rule is Rach and I have to be there. <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. Cute kid alert, Rach. Cute kid alert. Show me. Okay, this is a six-year-old who goes cray-cray, as the kids would say. I know. Because he's not getting married. Remember when you were little and you just wanted to be older? I remember when I was younger and I was a big fan of Degrassi Junior High. And I don't know if you remember, but there was a character in that called Stephanie Kay who used to go to school dressed up quite demurely. Mm. And then she would bring a bag and she would tease her hair and put makeup on and dress very provocatively. And so when I had some older girls, uh, I had an, an older babysitter and she, my parents went out for the evening and she brought around some older girlfriends and they were all hanging out, right? 
right? Oh, let's all have musks That's together. That's it. And I thought to myself, I may be six, but I totally know how to get in with the cool crowd. Correct, So baby. I went into my mum's room and I put on a little T-shirt and I pulled it down and put a waist belt on from oh. the 80s. I tugged the shirt down so it was kind of like a dress. I this put my mum's eyeshadow on. I put on some earrings. Oh. I got into my mum's heels. I was like, I've totally seen Stephanie K do this and it works like a treat. And I walked out thinking I was going to be all cool with the older kids and was like, hey, guys. And they just all lost themselves oh, laughing. No. And then I just ran back into the room and cried until they left. That explains <laughs> so much about the rejection. So much. You're listening to Paul and Rach. Do you feel bad when you hold somebody's baby and it doesn't like you? Yes. It's an awful thing, especially if it's a family member. But also what happens is is that not only babies, once they sort of get toddlery, they either love the beard or they're so freaked out because it's so much hair. It's a lion in their face going... I don't think it necessarily means you're a good or a bad person, but there is no quicker way to feel like a bad person than when you take someone's child and the child cries. Okay, if you dropped the baby, <laughs> then that perhaps would, that would be... A... I would understand that, but if you're <laughs> just giving it a little cuddle, bouncing it on its knee, and you, have you noticed when it starts to cry... Everybody looks at you oh, like, correct. oh, right. Oh, she's the uh, non-baby lady. <laughs> exactly. Non-baby lady. Like when everybody wasn't looking, you pinched it. Yeah, somehow. Something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Like- but also it's that thing too. When, when a kid cries and it's not your kid, there's that part of you that tries to sort of go, okay, maybe I can hide this a little bit. Yeah. But then the worst thing in the world is when they go, ah. <laughs> that, that that air intake. Yeah. It's like they fill up every yeah. little pore. To I know. Swing. But the thing about it is too is that there's always some family member chump who comes over and is like, I'll take her off your hands and then immediately it goes to sleep yeah. in her hands. That's because there's a little gland on the side <laughs> of their throat. <laughs> Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. I had one of those moments, Rach, where it was sort of a back to the future moment and I think I met my younger self. Oh, what happened? Now, now, it wasn't one of those ones where if mum and dad didn't get together, I would fade out of the picture. Although both of them probably would have been a lot happier. (laughs) Oh, they've been divorced for a long time now. In fact, my mother told me with some pride, Mm. I've been with Wayne longer than I was with your father. Oh, hang on a second. This year, this year we're celebrating. I'm like, whoa, hang on, whoa, 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 Whoa. I get it. You don't like him, but I'm that. Yeah, Like, you're just going, it's so far in the rear vision mirror. Yeah, that's me. (laughs) I'm the little kid wearing overalls, waving (laughs) and slightly crying because mummy and daddy don't sleep in the same suburb anymore. And also, like, those are my genes. Yeah. You know, so you're half saying that (laughs) that I'm a bit of a pain in the ass. Yeah, and I'm like, whoa, 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 okay, sure, I don't call you. Mm. I'm a bit of a crap modern son. I think... My mum just went away for seven weeks. Great time and over in Europe, whatever, cool, cool, cool. It was about three minutes into the phone call where I was right back where we were seven of weeks course, ago. Of course, of course. Doesn't take long, does it? And every time you approach a, t- a conversation with your parents, I always find I'm like, I'm going to be better this time. I'm going to be good. But I saw you know, I saw The Judge, right? That's the mm-hmm. new movie, Robert Downey Jr., Robert Duvall, and it's this really dysfunctional relationship between father and son. Mm. And I walked out of it going, no, I've really got to try. My dad's great guy. He is a great, great mm-hmm. guy, right? We don't have a lot in common in terms of what we care about, but, yeah. you know, we can bash on about the front page and the weather and stuff. Enough. Mm-hmm. But mum and I, uh. <laughs> you know, I love her. I do love her. And she tries. God damn it, she tries. Yeah. But there's just, she. it's about 90 seconds. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Because she always starts off the same way. <gasps> well, Finally, I'm talking to you. And I'm like, no! Here is the surefire way 
to just kill a conversation and make somebody never want to call you again. Just, to those people who cool. begin, the, you know, just, be cool. just be cool. People I have know shit it's been to do. Long, but also, I'm already feeling a bit guilty. Yeah. It's There's been already like, trepidation when well, you're putting the phone call in. You know it's been a while. Yeah. And so what you want is, oh, what do you mean? I'm too so hey, great to hear from you. But there are so many people that give it the whole, oh, I just haven't heard from you in ages. It's yeah. like, well, then you're not going to hear from me again. Yeah, clunk. You know? I'm going to do that to my own children. Do, do it. See what happens. But I did come face to face with what was my youthful self, mm-hmm. which was uh, a church fate that I was at on the weekend. And it's my dad's church fate. And, um, you know, I love going to it because it really means a lot to him. And that was part of, you know, reaching out for dad. But I saw this kid, super sort of awkward 10 year old kind of parted hair. Mm-hmm. Hello. Sort of <laughs> yeah. kid, right? And that was me, right? Yeah. If cool ever kicked in in my life. <laughs> It's not then, right? <laughs> yeah. it, it ain't then, yeah. right? Um, and this kid, he was just sort of, you know, he was very all around the place doing what he did. And it reminded me that that very church fate, when I would have been younger than 10, but not an awful lot younger than mm. 10. And I remember that you know, dad gave me $2 or something, you know, the $2 note to go and spend on whatever you like, son. So I went and I thought, oh, no, no, I'm going to find the used treasures. There'll be some gold over there. Good on you for not going straight to the Cupid doll on a stick. Yeah, correct. Remember how yeah. we always were buying those cute? who though? I mean, are they still selling them at a, at a fate? Probably. They're probably still selling the same ones yeah, from when we were kids. Exactly. But I've gone in and I've gone, oh, what can I buy? You know what? I'm going to get that. And I was so proud. I reached out. I bought this thing and I was like, oh, this, I'm, I'm excited because I can work out where this goes and it's cool. And I remember running up to my dad who was there with all of his mates at church, you know, like, you know, hey, hey, dad, have a look at what I just bought. And dad seemed a little bit, mm-hmm. That would be because I bought a miniature sewing machine. <laughs> And I went up to him and said, I want to help mummy sew. Oh, wow. Now, this wow. was the 80s. Yeah. And my dad wasn't into that gear. And not only that, you're at a church face. Well, that's definitely. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on, hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You are off the hill. Hit the guys up on the Paul and Rage Facebook page. I got change the other day. Really? Mm. Really? Change take with it, an take E. Take it slowly. Not change, duh. Take it slowly. Change. Or was it from money? Notes or coins? <laughs> it was a little of both. And did they place it in your hand or did they <laughs> push it across the counter? They placed it in my hand. Oh, was it placed from a height or <laughs> palm on palm? It was a little palm on palm. Was there a little. Uh, <laughs> Wandering thumb that went under the back of your arm. No. I used to love that trick at the news agency with the pretty girls. Oh, oh here's 20 cents. Hand under. You know, little teenager. It was the best touch I got. Well, I got changed the other day. And it's the way that the guy gave me the change, like what he said that accompanied the change that got me thinking. He gave me back change and said, nine's the difference. Ooh. Now... Usually you go, you know, $9 is your change. And it got me thinking about, do you get a little muddled when somebody does the change return like this? Two's the 10, 10's the 20, 20's the 40, 40. I just feel like that is... They're trying to bamboozle you to make you not sure how much change you're supposed to get. Well, correct. But also it makes you feel like you're at a casino and they've gone, all right, uh, 20, 40, 60, 80, there's your money. But I can't count like that. Mm, Terrible. I've never been able to count up 
the way that mm. those kind of people... And I feel like they're lording their intelligence over me. Why not just go, here's $15 change? Well, also, I have started the move that I don't know if it's a dick move or not. Yeah. But today, I was at the butcher's and there was 70 cents change. And I just walked away before they gave me the change. Well, you're tipping the butcher now. Well, I've just gone, oh, let's keep it round numbers. I don't need the jangly stuff. It's people like you that's going to have the butcher putting up a tip jar. Oh. And I'm not interested in the butcher putting up a tips thanks but jar. But do you want to stand around being the guy waiting for 70 cents? But that's your legitimate change. See, this is the thing I feel sometimes when I buy something and I get five cents change. I feel Never like take a, five? See, I feel like a tight ass for waiting oh, for a five oh, cent, but oh. it's currency. Yeah, for what? What, eventually, you're like my wife, who just, she collects the coins and then she bags them up and great. At the end of the day, she goes, you know, there was $100 in that piggy bank? And I said, I never knew. But that's 100 bucks. Like, you don't take five cents change for enough people. That's a decent amount of coin. Yeah, I know, but I, 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 this is going to sound so much more lawsy than it's meant to be. Okay. But I only see it as five cents in the moment. I don't see it as five, ten, fifteen, eventually... A house deposit. I mean, how are you even surviving? Oh, I don't. <laughs> what is it currently? The 12th of the month? The 15th month. Get here quickly. Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. Quick one before we go, Rach. Yes. Um, this teenage girl from Pakistan, she's won oh. the Nobel Peace Prize. Yes. Okay. I have spent the weekend pretending to know who she is. Oh, now, truly. Now, I, I know she's big, okay? Yeah. I'm mm. guessing they don't give out the Nobel Peace Prize to, you know, your yeah. average Joe. And when I read up on her, I go, oh, cool. But the number of people who are just, oh, oh. The thing I would say to you about that is that I think you have plenty of points saved to be able to ask the question, who's that? Because you, like on top of the list of everybody I know, you are a person who is across Everything. Oh, I love you. I doubt there has been a thing I've ever asked you that you haven't known the answer to. I feel like I can't ask people who's that because I know my general knowledge is sort of in the zero to twenty percent. <laughs> You're very good. I'm not. I'm not across. I a still lot don't know what things. kale is. I, well, I will. I can teach you that. That's one thing I can teach you. <laughs> what are chia seeds and why are they so damn important? I can teach you that as well, but I can't teach you very much else. But you know a lot of stuff, so I think that it's fair that the things that you don't know, you can ask without feeling bad about because you know a lot of shit. What well, can you can't know everything? I love you, sweetie. You're very nice. Thank you. But I felt like maybe because people think I'm across the news all the time, that somehow, how could you not have known? But this is why you get afforded a couple of extra of these questions, because one of our mate, great mates, Peter Burner, said, I always have a lot more respect for smart people who ask questions. Ah, uh, yes, he hit. You know? If, you don't think you know it all. You don't try and pretend you know it all. You don't know something. And he's like, those are always the people in a room that I think are smartest because they know what they know, but they're not, you know, they're not weird about asking. Asking somebody if they don't know something. This is the best way you've ever said I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. That time of the show where it is sadly time to come to an end because Rachel is actually going to be on the telly tonight. Yes, I am. We're about to go and do your show. PM Live at 9pm on Sky News. This is uh, quite the oxymoron in media terms from uh, Rachel's story time straight into <laughs> PM Live. What have, I got? what have I banging on about at the start of the show? I think it's about anti-terror laws. Yeah. So pretty much the same. We couldn't be more di- about to go into something more different. But uh, this week we are loving the guests on story time, so we thought we would continue with it. And, um, Paulie, if you want to step out and go and get ready for your show. Okay, goodbye, everyone. I think I'll invite the lovely Alan 
Jones in. Well, good morning, everyone. I don't know how you found me, but you did. I was otherwise sunning myself on my Queenslander in the Southern Highlands. Did some wonderful antiquing today, Rachel. Did wonderful. You? I found the most spectacular clock. It was incredible. It was a cuckoo clock. Yes. But when the clock strikes four, it doesn't say cuckoo, it says cuckoo coo. Oh. Unbelievable. <laughs> That is exciting, Alan. I can understand why you needed to rest on the chaise lounge for the afternoon to sun yourself. I was, as they say in youthful parlance, tuckered out, Rachel. Tuckered out like a lizard that had sadly uh, run out of energy (laughs) after running away from a predator, which is much like the Australian tax system at the moment, that absolutely devours small business. Right, (laughs) So, Alan, we would love to ask you, now that Paulie stepped out to go and prepare for the show... I don't know show, where he's gone. Where's he gone? Where's he gone? Uh, typical quitter. Always, no staying power, that young man. I've told him, told him many times, you could have a future, but you must have the sustenance. And you may well be a big boy, but clearly you do not have the sustenance. Mm, well, uh, we would love you to read Rachel's story time again if you would indulge us. Well, the usual fee applies. Uh, of course. Thank you. <laughs> Do you want to get a 1-800-GO-BOYS in there <laughs> to justify the read? 1-800-GO-BOYS for all your whatever the heck that actually is. <laughs> What are the boys? Who are the boys? They're the Renovation Boys, oh, Rachel. Right, okay. Renovationboys.com.au or 1-300-GO-BOYS. Right. Why, why are they going, though? Wouldn't you want that? I mean, you don't well, want because, them to Well, because, well, no, Rachel, you wouldn't understand this because <laughs> you don't understand progress. But progress <laughs> is always going forward. Like, and oh. therefore, when you retile a bathroom, you are going forward. When you put a patio or a pergola up, you right. are going forward. Okay, so you're going, I get it. All right, I understand. Now, we always, of course, have a safe word when we are reading the story. Today's safe word, what have we done? Let me think about this. Magma. Where do you get magma from? Well, I understand there is about to be a volcanic explosion, I think somewhere in the Asian region, and part of that is hot lava magma. <laughs> That will somehow appear. <laughs> All right, that'll do us, Alan. Uh, the safe word is magma or magmum. <laughs> oh, thank you. I completely forgot and also lost the voice for a moment or two. But anyway, <laughs> there we go. This story is called Reap the Rewards and it comes from People magazine, page number 68. My name's Big Mal and I'm a third generation farmer in New South Wales. Well done to you, Mal. You are... The exact type of person who I am glad is writing these in the late hours. Anyway, however, my main claim to fame is my gigantic curved penis. (laughs) Hang on a second. Aren't you going to say magma for that? Sorry, magma. Magma, yes. My giant curved magma. Yeah, I've got quite a reputation around the ladies who often come around for a wild ride on the wild pony. (laughs) I met my newest... I'll say, Ruth. <laughs> okay, yeah. Sure, we were sinking a few beers, one hot arvo, when she was at the bar of my local watering hole. She can drink pretty heavily, and we were going round for round as her hand edged ever closer to my groin Ooh. region. I knew what Sue wanted, and who was I to stand in the way between her and having, and I quote, a bloody good time. <laughs> she was impressed by what she felt. Naturally. So, so we ducked out the back and I showed her my biggin. <laughs> 
Sue's eyes. What? I'm going to call her Susan. Okay, do. Sue seems a little too informal. Okay. Susan's eyes wandered like she'd uncovered buried treasure. Oh, sugar. And then she grinned. She wasted no time wrapping both hands around my magma. Both. And slobbered oh. as if it was the world's largest icy pile. Oh. <laughs> we went back to my joint and I treated to her an evening of crazy magma. Oh. I even taught her a thing or two. Did you? Nothing makes Big Mal happier than knowing a gal satisfied. And Sue, or Susan as we prefer to know her, yep. was one, and I quote, bloody satisfied woman. <laughs> Not a lot of dirt in that story, was there? <laughs> but anyway, Mal, well done to you and your gigantic curved magma. <laughs> See you next week. Well done. You're listening to Paul and Rach. I don't know the bit after that, but I always know the bit that goes... Your call is important to us.